this view is from the Dugout podcast. We can catch us on the dugout.ie, on Twitter at the Dugout Dublin and on Facebook. Um, Orla, Ian and Anto here and we're going to kick off the show by talking about um, the wonderful Stephen Hunt's glorious comments this week. Yeah, um, I'm glad to be back anyway. Uh, after the, the <laughs> oh yeah, welcome back, back weekend, Anto. <laughs> last week, yeah. Uh, anyone who listened in, I think... Um, I think you got the last rights at one stage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was uh, suffering from that gastric band today. I only pointed out to everyone. Yeah. But, you can uh, tell. Yeah. You can only get a junior box in the jumper now. <laughs> yeah. Just so people at home know, uh, we had to edit out an awful lot of uh, stuff <laughs> Dave last week, just just to actually be allowed to air the thing. Um, so we don't know if we'd be welcoming Dave back anytime soon. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's good to be back, and uh, I can. He's your villain this week, is he? He could be my villain this week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have to keep an eye on Ian anyway because he got away with murder last week when I wasn't here. I don't know what you're talking about. But uh, we'll we'll come to that later on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I suppose moving on to to Stephen Hunt, um, some absolutely ridiculous comments. I think he seemed to he wrote that article. I think, and he, he's kind of trying to come across as okay. I played soccer and I played ga, so. I know exactly both sides yeah. of it but he played underage Gaelic do you know what I mean he played underage hurling for Wexford fair enough that's a great achievement good soccer player went on to be a professional great for him but he's come out and said that like Gaelic players wouldn't be able to deal with the professional side of soccer because they wouldn't understand how important rest is <laughs> you, you can kind of see his point but like his as point in rest with the body but like, like he 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 can. He, I don't think he can say he understands both sides because he played at juvenile level. He didn't play senior. Like he never had to go and work a nine to five job while he was trying to play intercounty football or intercounty hurling. So it's not like he has the the correct perspective on yeah, it. He's just looking he, at it from what juvenile. What age is he now? He's like into his thirties. He's into his thirties. So now, yeah. when he was playing, it was twelve, probably fourteen years ago. Yeah, that's completely so different. It's completely different now. nowadays. Completely different. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm sure even like I don't know, like probably the Wexford juvenile teams probably did more work than he did when he was a footballer anyway so yeah. Like, yeah. he's yeah like you're he's, just going to slay him as a player now aren't you? <laughs> yeah, he's, he's best known for kicking Petr Cech in the head so. <laughs> something he definitely didn't mean I don't think but yeah, um, no he hasn't got a leg to stand on um, I think if you look at the inter-county teams nowadays these lads are practically sacrificing all of their 20s and a lot of their 30s yeah. to play inter-county I mean, football like, inter-county I, hurling yeah. I think maybe now I don't agree with him but we can say things in the wrong way sometimes I think what he's trying to say is that we shouldn't be glorifying that they work 9 to 5 that they're training every night of the week that they're up at 6 o'clock and are not getting a wink of sleep yeah. you know that's what I think behind the stupid actual words he said that's what he's saying like you shouldn't be proud of having that type of lifestyle and that's not the player's fault that's the GAA's fault yeah like, yeah, like I, it's it's like he can only speak from his experiences yeah. and his experiences are from years ago he doesn't know what intercounty players are doing these days and maybe he knows a couple of them or whatever but he's not experiencing it himself and he was probably thinking when he was back in school and he was like playing on yeah, I, I think he doesn't know how lucky he is to be yeah. in that position where he can play his sport full time and be able to go for a nap in the middle of the day yeah. Yeah. and I, it was disrespectful to the men and women who give their like practically all their family time all their free time to the sports for their county for their club yeah. and it was just disrespectful yeah, Eamon O'Hara wasn't too happy with him anyway no, no to no. name a couple yeah but like his his point I think was more around Irish professionals going over a lot of them don't make it and I think he blames that on the culture I suppose it is hard probably when you're going into a position like that where you're training like say till about 2 o'clock in the day and then you've got the whole day free mm-hmm. and he's kind of saying that you need to take that time as rest time and to be a proper professional you need to be able to take that time as rest and go in the next day and put in the same effort mm-hmm. whereas a lot of people going over have all this free time and they they have to fill it and they go and do things that they shouldn't be doing and it takes away from yeah and it, it, it takes away from their it takes away from their ability to train the next day because they're, they're yeah. tired from whatever they've done the day before but I don't think he, he understands that like you said the level of commitment that they're going to now in inter-county yeah. in inter-county games because like all those guys would app, like they're they're so professional when they go into work they're they're eating healthy they're yeah. they're watching what they're doing they're they're trying to conserve conserve what they can and then they're going out and they're literally every minute they have like, free is probably being spent resting do you like know the, what I mean yeah. the point he's making is a valid point you have to rest properly is almost as important as training properly yeah 
but he's speaking about the wrong group of players I yeah, think definitely to be, to be comparing it against definitely like those guys are, are doing what they're doing because they have no choice yeah. they don't have the wages that he's getting yeah. so they have to go out and earn a living I'm and sure in, if they were able to train full time that's what they'd be doing I don't think there's any doubt about uh, that absolutely and I think the guys that go over to the Australian rules have proven that like Irish players are more than capable yeah. of doing that you know what I mean they yeah. go over there and they become unbelievable professionals and they, they train full time and they know exactly how to handle their body and I think the inter-county teams and even at club level now everyone's a lot more aware of what their body needs like it's it's yeah. long been gone with the days where they like go for a couple of points after a match you know what I mean every time they yeah. play or a couple of points after training do you know or a big feed of like steak before the match you know what I mean like they, yeah. they're well aware of what they need to do now yeah. and he, I think his, his, his point was definitely misplaced he uh, was trying to blame it on someone else though that he was um arguing against, I can't remember who he said it was arguing against someone else's point but that was that came like hours or as a core uh, as a very poor backtracking yeah yeah but like I think we even talked about Vincent's like last week the the commitment and Kim good like you guys were at the game yeah like, the effort that those lads put in at club level let alone yeah. inter-county level like even this morning like in our own club like there was 40 odd lads then training at half five this morning and like that's commitment that they're putting in for next season yeah. already you know which is was there many of them wearing socks on their hands and that was just me <laughs> <laughs> it was I can only find one glove <laughs> it was quarter past five in the morning uh, man, if you showed up to Dublin training with one glove and a sock you'd never live it down it was freezing <laughs> <laughs> you try to put your hands down on that all weather pitch at uh, five in the morning I was glad of the sock <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, no, but this is this is the level that it's gone to. Like I remember, we used to go back after pre-season or like for pre-season, sort of the second or third week in January. Like these lads are back at the start of December. Yeah, training. Yeah, and then, like they they started back last year in the first week in January, and this year they didn't think that was enough, so that they've gone earlier this year. You know, so yeah. it's um it, it's a huge commitment. Like I understand, like at inter county, I can sort of see it. Like you're gonna like where you have such a backroom staff and you've like the analysis of, of the players you can monitor them monitor them make sure there's not burnout at a club level you're not going to have that level of analysis yeah. and like you I think you probably are going to see uh, some players burning out yeah, and, that, and I'm not just talking like a, a, in our own club I'm talking to Vincent Vincent's probably don't have that level of yeah like they probably need a lot of it goes on trust and players to come to you saying listen I'm feeling really tired yeah. really sluggish at training Um but getting back to the point about Stephen Hunt valid point but I think that's va- it's valid across all sports not just professional soccer I think it's valid at yeah. rugby or yeah, whatever it was, it was real gonna, you tennis, don't know but. how hard I work yeah. when I nap yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's really hard <sighs> yeah, his, example, his example was that he wouldn't go and pick up one of his friends he didn't want to go and pick up one of his friends from the airport because yeah. like, he, he should be resting it's like yeah. you're sitting in a car you're going out to the airport to pick someone up like yeah. how much Exhausting. energy is that really oh, that's, that's just lazy yeah but like if 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 anybody is looking for tips, like I'm at the resting side of things, I'm really good. <laughs> yeah, I'm not absolutely nailed down. Yeah, yeah, that's true. The, tra- the training side, maybe not so much. But I'm always well rested. Yeah. <laughs> Bet you'll have your glove on Friday. Yeah. Big time. <laughs> I can't get over that glove. Yeah, that's look. You you, you go what you can find. Yeah, no, I had right. a good old chuckle yeah. at that this morning. Yeah, no, I, I can see myself doing something similar. Like this morning, <laughs> but, um, I still haven't found it, so there'll be a glove. There'll be a sock on Friday morning as well if I can't find it. <laughs> Two socks on Friday. <laughs> Just so that you don't look out of place. The other half, the other uh, pair of that one. Did you have anything on your feet? Yeah. Boots and socks, yeah. I, oh, I like have you, more than one pair of socks. So did you purposely, you, you purposely brought, the glo- brought the glove or brought the sock with you? Yeah, yeah, to wear as a glove. Oh, right. sock, yeah. Not like that you just got there, oh no, I've only one glove. No. Hold on. I was in the apartment this morning, I was going around looking for the glove, I couldn't find it. So I picked up the sock and put it on. You're a clown. <laughs> did you have it on your feet? I had a sock on my foot. <laughs> just checking. <laughs> We'll move on then. Will we? we will, yeah. We'll Stephen Hunter, not popular. Yeah. <laughs> Another um, not popular person, uh, Ray Rice. Yeah, poor old Ray. Yeah. <laughs> poor old Ray, get it? Get out now. <laughs> Let me finish. Here poor, we old, go. poor old Ray's wife. Yeah. Just put the coins in her back and yeah. off she goes. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, 
like we all, I don't know, I suppose everyone probably seen the incident there. I'm not sure we can. Uh, it's it's probably a bit crazy to be even tagging on our page, but no. um, you just have to Google it. Right? Yeah, it's a well, vicious, vicious. I don't vicious think you want to Google it. No, I mean, no. it's for anyone who hasn't seen it. He's in, in the lift. lift with his wife, and he ends up punches her in the head. Doesn't he? Yeah, just, just like he hit. swings, and she out cold. Yeah. And he drags her out of the lift drags, on yeah, the floor. Yeah. He's dragging her out of the lift. Next thing, start, someone walks up and he's like, "Oh and he's no!" He's just chatting uh, to them, like, to him. Yeah. as if. She, I think. Up. I think he said that she was locked or something. Yeah. Well, were you there? <laughs> no, <laughs> um, this was what they, the, the witnesses witness said. Um, it was a like domestic abuse is horrible. Like, there's no point in putting levels on it. Um, it's. But he's he was banned. Yeah. Initially, what happened was they banned him for two games, which was what. The pro, what the regulations stated in yeah. the NFL, yeah. he was banned for two games. Baltimore kind of tried to, like, say, right, well, the NFL are dealing with it. We're not going to deal with it. But then the video came out. Um, once the video came out, Baltimore said, well, he wasn't completely honest with him with us, so they sacked him. The NFL all of a sudden found himself backed into a corner. They said, right, he's banned indefinitely. Yeah. So Ray Rice appealed it, mm. and. The appeal was upheld on the grounds that he, the NFL had followed the correct protocol within the rules, banning him for two games. When they banned him indefinitely, they just made up a rule themselves, yeah. and that they could they weren't allowed to do this. And this is why the appeal was upheld. Now, where he's going to get a like he's not he's still like the, yeah, the Ravens yeah. have sacked him, Baltimore yeah. have sacked him, so he hasn't got a team yet. I was watching the NFL the other night. I think they were talking about possibly the Saints who are not afraid to uh, go, up against, go up against the NFL at all. Yeah. The authority. Um, so it's, so, but, but it's like, a really sad state of affairs. Like when you're sweeping, you're taking advantage of a really bad situation. You yeah. know, they're going, oh, we can get him because he's good because yeah. no one else will have him. Yeah. Oh, you know? Listen, Ray Rice is phenomenal. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but it, that's not the point. Like it's when people really have to rally around and because it's so fresh as well like it's not like it happened years ago and yeah. he served a long ban a bit like we were talking about a few weeks ago it's still fairly fresh Yeah. and to just say ah oh, yeah come on back in Yeah. I know yeah. The, 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 the process it's not, it's, not that it's not that they're saying come on back in Yeah. what happened was is that they were caught well, by public opinion when, yeah. the pub, when the video went public yeah. there was a huge swell but of they, public like, opinion they, they were all co- uh, like saying different things until the video they were like oh we didn't know or we didn't see it and oh, they yeah. all had seen yeah. it yeah um, like obviously Baltimore one of, <coughs> one of their prize assets like Ray Rice is like phenomenal player um, and like I'm not defending him at all I'm just saying like his past history there was nothing like well nothing no, that you know of yeah well yeah. nothing, that, nothing <laughs> that anybody knew of like listen there are so many NFL players with issues that are like in the press constantly in trouble like a lot of teams like you know just get sick well, of dealing I, with I them I think with but most people with domestic abuse you don't yeah. know until somebody catches yeah. you right. sure. I'm not you like know. I'm not defending it what I'm saying is is that sounds like you're defending I'm not <laughs> defending what I'm saying is that Baltimore were pro- like initially we're probably thinking right we need to, fit, to let's have a chat with Ray instead of just sacking him straight away let's have a chat with Ray and see what he says happened because this fella hasn't given us an ounce of trouble before and then, yeah, because he doesn't beat up 20 stone men he picks on women you're not letting me finish my point <laughs> you, you can see yeah. what he means though he means like like that he'd never been he hadn't got any past history so they didn't take the accusations as just being true like they went and talked to him to find out yeah. what happened to find out what happened than, That's what I'm and then but once the vi- now I think that they probably did see the video after a couple of like I know the video didn't arrive on their desk until like say five weeks later or yeah. something so then when they saw the video they should have sacked him they didn't sack but him but why did it take to see the video well it's I to, suppose to do something about it because they're talking to Ray Rice and they're talking to his, who's now his wife and she's defending him and he's and he's yeah. saying this story so the two of them are putting one story out hmm. that's probably painting him in a good light well you, you can't paint someone in a good light but you don't know what it, happened nobody knows yeah. what happened like all they know is that there was an incident regarding domestic abuse in a lift they don't know what the ins and outs of it were now when Ray Rice comes out and says one thing his wife comes out and backs him up saying that he's a great person and it was in a, like it never happened before and it'll never happen again and he's seeing counselling no, like, like there's a video of it but this I'm trying to talk to you I'm trying to explain this is before the video I'm trying to explain that 
Oh, sorry, I thought you were saying yeah. after the video. Sorry. Now, when the video came out, I'd say Baltimore were there going, listen, we don't want to sack our best player. Yeah. And But then, like, once, then it was like, when it went public and there was like the swell of public support, they had to sack him. Listen, they should have sacked him once they saw that video. There's like no grounds for keeping him on as a player. There's no grounds for New Orleans to take him on either. Like you would think, though, what possibly happened was, yeah, fair enough. Like there's there's obviously good and bad people in the industry. So like yeah, Baltimore as a club probably seen the video and the top executive guys probably said no. Like let's bury this. We'll keep Ray Rice yeah, our best. There's player. actually two videos. The initial one that came out yeah. just showed him dragging her out of the lift. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no. Yeah, you so don't see inside the lift. They were trying to cover it up. But, but yeah, but yeah. what I'm saying is, I wonder. You'd wonder was it somebody inside Baltimore who didn't agree with it that actually leaked the video? Do you know what I mean? Because once that video was leaked, there was never other. There was never well, going to be like they outcome. don't own the video. No, but the video. The video was owned sent by the hotel. It was owned by the hotel. It shouldn't have been released it, to the public. You know I mean? No, it, it shouldn't never. have. And it didn't it show. Like, that that, that yeah. video didn't show up. Like, it didn't wasn't made public until like about yeah. four months after the actual incident. Yeah. The one yeah. of them actually hitting her. The other video was of him dragging her out of the lift, which like which is damning enough. So it was buried for quite a while. You know what I mean? And yeah. it, it, like it was. I'm just saying that there might have been someone in Baltimore who didn't see the video and didn't agree, and maybe they leaked it. Do you know what I mean? Just so that. They knew that they'd have to, on public opinion, then sack them. Yeah, like the NFL, so the NFL have, they were cha- have changed their protocol now. Yeah, it's but now they six shouldn't games. be making decisions yeah. based on, oh, if you get found out, we'll do something about it. Like if he, <laughs> yeah, no, I think we're agreeing. Like we're we're agreeing we agree that, that he has Baltimore, that he should have been sacked. Yeah, yeah, but, but Baltimore were wrong not to sack him initially when they seen the video. They should have, yeah, um, because they knew exactly yeah, what he'd done. Absolutely. But we're saying is they decided but not if, to. If he admitted before that. That he had hit her, had he? I, I don't know what he. Nobody knows what he actually yeah. admitted to Baltimore yeah. and right. what she said to Baltimore either. But she was defending him as well. So she's still was, defending. There was him. no yeah. witnesses. Well, to I, I mean, domestic isn't just physical; like it's psychological, it's mental as well. You know. Agreed, yeah. yeah. It's, but we don't know what's going on. Like yeah. nobody knows what's going on between the two of them. All we know is what happened in the video. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah, and he boxed <laughs> so, Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he got sacked for it. And yeah. right, which was right. And he hasn't served enough punishment in my no. eyes. No, no, not at all. Means, like, but he's he, he he's ha- still minted. He's found a loophole at the minute because of, because of the regulations. But yeah, no, they club, have changed no the club has picked now. him up yet. Like, and and clubs seem to be like. It, clubs are wary of going there. Like, yeah, because well, public I think support, they should be as well. Yeah. Like the NFL has huge, like it's a huge female support as well as yeah. male, and any club will alienate that whole side of their their supporters yeah. once if they take him on. Like, um, so it's it's a risky. It's it's. I was watching the coverage on Sky Sports at the weekend. They were talking about the New Orleans. I think it was New Orleans connection, and they were saying, "Well, what will happen when he goes into the dressing room?" And like they have a fella from England who's part of the punditry team, and he was just like, going, like he's disgusted by the whole thing. But then they have like the American lads sitting on the panel, and they're going, "Oh man, yeah, he'll be brought back in. They'll give me hugs and listen. We know you did wrong, brother." He goes, "But we'll help you get through it and all." Like, and this is just Feeling the attitude. Sorry for him. It's the attitude. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's and that's where the problem is. Whereas like the English attitude was, "Oh, listen, pff, couldn't have him playing." Like, yeah, has he yeah. like? Has he shown remorse? Has he come out? Oh, he has. Yeah, yeah. 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 He's been on yeah. chat shows and stuff yeah. like that. But him and his wife have been on the chat show together. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, like she was his like, fiance at the time. Like I say, I the next think, week she went and married him to make sure she got some money. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think you can <clears throat> kind of even take anything from her. No. Do you know what I mean? Because you, like like that, if somebody is staying Talk with about the money, <laughs> well, you don't know that either. <laughs> but you know, he could be threatening her. There's like. Obviously, other things going on behind the scenes that we don't know. Um, but I don't think you can say... I'm not saying that you are saying this, but because she's still with him, then, you know... That, no, yeah. no, we're not saying no, that I'm not. All. I'm not saying that, but what I'm saying is you can't take her... Yeah. You just basically have to leave her out of this equation. Yeah, yeah agreed. Like, it's, it's more that when there was no witnesses to it and no one had seen a video and he, him and her were both on the same page, it was hard to kind of know what exactly had happened, you know, that yeah. way, because no one really knew, but then obviously there was a video that Baltimore had seen and 
like we said, they should have fired him. They didn't. It was only when it was made public that they actually came out and sacked him yeah. and took the kind of high road, which yeah. they had no choice but to take. They were actually forced into it. That's what I'm wondering. Like, obviously, someone seen that video and said, no, like, I'm going to release this and like, yeah, I want to like, see him Like the, the NFL, like, there does seem to be a sway against this sort of accepted domestic abuse by players at the moment in the NFL. But it seems They've like, upped their protocol now yeah. that it's six games automatic. Like, Adrian Peterson is serving a six-game ban for giving his son a whooping, which is yeah. basically, as he put it, and he goes, this is how I was brought up, this is what I did to my son. Now, his son had to be treated in hospital, yeah. so that's more than a yeah. whooping. Um, so so, do you, do you, like, you, you, I think you added as one of your films a few weeks ago, I mean, like, about the the whole kind of drug culture over there as well, not in necessarily performance enhancing, but like in in kind of pain and pain relief, pain mm-hmm. relief and everything. But I always feel that that brings out some sort of aggression. And like, if if you're not feeling pain, it's you mightn't realise how hard you're hitting someone or how. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. I always think there's some sort of culture behind that. Like, it just seems to be a real psychological thing it's like the in the American game. footballers that they're out to hurt people on that pitch and a lot of them find it hard I'd say to switch that off when they go home yeah. you know it's not it's like any given Sunday kind of thing where like, if you well, see like, well, they're getting injections to the N- NFL like, to equip yeah. them if they're going to turn them into these like machines yeah. well, they have to be able to turn the machines off once they leave the pitch yeah. like that yeah. that's a cultural thing it, it has to be done yeah. like like I I don't know if it's the NFL. I think it's more the actual or like the the clubs themselves, like the well, the franchises as they're called. That anything to win, yeah, attitude, yeah. any like for screw the player welfare, don't care about yeah. it. Like we'll do yeah. anything to win. I don't care if he's out there on one leg, if he's like suffering like nine concussions in nine weeks, he's going back out to play. He's our he's our top defensive linesman. I don't care. Yeah, like, yeah, there is. There's definitely that that they just don't care about the players health the welfare like it's all about the team and yeah. winning and it's, like, um, it's not a good culture there, like there, is, there is a case to be made for them not wearing helmets that the helmets are doing so much damage to people yeah. at the moment like the, well the, the helmets the way they're designed at the moment which will kind of lead us on actually to something later on but the way that the helmets are designed is that they're doing so much damage to other players like in terms of concussion like I'd Posted the link in the article, like of yeah. the NFL concussion things. Yeah, like I, yeah, I know what you're saying about the helmets, but then it's like if you take the helmets away, you have to. I'm not. I'm not saying take them away. I'm just saying the way that they're designed at the moment is like that they're almost weapons. Yeah, you'd you'd have to change the players would have to change the game. Like they wouldn't be able to go in for the type of challenges that they're going in for at the minute if yeah. they do take away the helmets. It would have to be. It would be more like rugby down. You know what I mean? The tackles would have to be between waist and shoulder there have to yeah. be real changes you know what I mean like at the minute it's almost anything goes you know but yeah um, I, know well, I suppose like and getting back to Ray Rice I suppose is, I think we're probably going to see him play for someone before the season's out anyway this is like we're getting into the business end of, we're getting yeah. into the business end of the season I think he's going to be back playing um, not that I think he should but I think he will and again, if we're talking about the player welfare, yeah. it's the same organisations who are going to be yeah. looking to win. Unfortunately, win. I think and when you're, you're right. ta- when you're talking about one of the best players around, yeah, yeah, more than likely, I think that's what's going to happen. He he is going to find a club. Yeah, and I think I think what I think what you'll find is a club who's kind of uh, like on the edge of qualifying for the playoffs yeah. and stuff like that. We'll, I think you'll need, need just an extra little I bit. I think like that. It's probably mm-hmm. like with the the child as well. You were saying who who got the whooping. Um, it's probably. That's a cultural thing, I think. Yeah, but I mean, it's still not right. But no, I didn't say it was right. <laughs> but um, but like that, I said. think it's gonna have to take a tragedy for them to stand up and before it's gonna be too late. Before they, you know, are they gonna change their protocols now that they got caught out saying I can't give you an indefinite ban? Are they gonna change that now? You they know, change it to six games, uh, but it's still not enough. Like, what was your man? No. Is it Aaron really Hernandez? Is that the fellow who's playing for New England who shot, who murdered someone? Yeah, it is Aaron Hernandez, isn't it? He was he, he was playing for New England, but not at the time. <laughs> but in the off season, I think he I went, don't remember that one. Eh? He went and he murdered a fellow or something, but just like. Is he back playing? Or is he in prison? No, he's in. I think he's well. I think he's awaiting trial, but I wouldn't be surprised. You know, various loopholes or whatever. Now, in fairness, the New England they just sacked him straight away. Yeah. I don't. I don't even think that it made the news properly, and he was already sacked. Yeah, that'd be New England Patriots. Why yeah. they kind of run a tight ship? Like if you annoy Bill Belichick, he'll just get rid of you. He doesn't care. It's more about the team than the actual players. I think we were all pretty much on the same page on that one. Yeah. yeah. 
No, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> no, easy, to domestic easy, abuse. Yeah. Yeah. No, down so with stop that sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. Elbows are It works both ways. I know, and that's not funny either. <laughs> I've seen the scars. Well, yeah. um, we'll move on then to Philip Hughes. Uh, tragedy. We were speaking last week, we were saying, you know, he's he's injured, or the yeah. week before, actually. No, it was last week. Oh, it was last week. Yeah. Um, and we're like, oh, hope he gets well soon. And then I think it was the next day. The next day, it was yeah. The next day, yeah. it was like he'd passed away. Uh, maybe two days, was it? I don't know, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It was just, it was kind of, it was a shocking incident, you know, it's a freak accident. Yeah. And then, you know, I was in a coma and you're thinking, yeah, he's young. Yeah, he got hit, but he'd be okay, hopefully. And then it was just like, no, he's gone. Yeah, like and I think then the details kind of came out of the injuries that he'd suffered, like and that yeah. he, he was probably basically dead before he hit the ground. Um, it's, it sounds like a like an absolutely horrific injury. Like, um, it's it's not a sport. Like I know it is. There is dangers in every sport, and there is dangers in cricket when when you're playing that type of game, like with a ball being thrown and hit that hard, but. And it's a solid, solid cricket ball. You, you expect it. A bruise on the arm or yeah. a bro like you expect your body to to get hit, not your head. Yeah, and and just even even getting hit in the head, like the way it happened, is just such a, a, freak, a freak accident. Yeah. Like you know, like the I think he burst an artery and it was it, it massive was, bleeding into his brain. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a like even reading about it, it was a, it's something that very rarely happens. Um, regardless, like of of where or what kind what of you're doing. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 not it's not a normal. Yeah, and like Australian sports stars <laughs> wouldn't normally be the most modest of people, but I think they've uh, been uh, extremely dignified this week. Um, that whole put your bats out thing for yeah, which was yeah. amazing. Um, that was, was, saw was pictures w- of bats out and tweaking them and everything. Yeah, well, I saw a couple of the hurlers put the hurls out. Yeah. Um, for anyone who doesn't know, there was a hashtag going around Twitter for "Put your bats." It was a sign of respect for Philip Hughes, and I clicked on the hashtag and had a look through, and it was thousands and thousands from every corner of the earth, like people just putting them out, kids, and um, whatever they had, tennis rackets. It was just it was a nice sign of solidarity, and just that people knew it was a tragedy, and they were right there with them. Yeah, like it's nice to see that. Like you know, there's there's rivalries in every sport, mm. and. You know that there wouldn't be much bigger than the ashes between England and, and Australia, but like those kind of things just transcend all sport. Like yeah. you know, someone dying on a field is is something nobody like. It's so tragic just to see someone doing what they love and and losing their life doing it. Yeah. It's just mm. it's absolutely horrendous. Yeah, like I know, like cricket can, despite what people think, can get quite heated. I know Michael Clark, the Australian captain, had threatened Jimmy Anderson with getting his arm broken last. Was Michael Clark the chap who spoke today? Yeah, it, um, last well, it's last Christmas. Are thinking um, in the Ashes Test, um, there was quite a lot of um, sort of sledging going on between the two teams, and I think it can tend to boil over a bit in uh, the Ashes Test. But mm. uh, I think like he was, he's been incredible all week and gave a very good uh, eulogy today. Eulogy today, yeah. Um, like going back to the actual incident. It's. I think it's a freak. I know. Like I've seen so many articles about the safety of things and what mm-hmm. can be done, and like these things just happen. You know. Yeah. Like you're talking about a ball. I think that's basically concrete wrapped in a bit of yeah. like, material. Yeah. It's gonna. It's gonna hurt you wherever it hits pads or no pads. Definitely. Um, the type of ball it was. It's a bouncer. People talking about whether a bouncer should be bowled. Absolutely. Like it's a form of intimidation. Yeah. You can't let. Mm-hmm. You can't let. Like the batsman know what type of ball, like limit the bowler's ball, or else the batsman's going to know what he's going to do and he's going to be much easier to hit. At least if he's able to bowl a bouncer, he can keep him pinned back in his crease. And yeah, I remember reading about the Ashes tour where um, I think it was England went over to Australia at some stage and, and body line. Yeah, it was the first time they'd used those kind of those yeah. bouncer balls and, and Australia went mental. There, over there was absolute murder about it, yeah. Like, and, but it has become a part of the game and it's it's the Mitchell Johnson like gave like probably one of the best ever. Demonstrations of pace bouncing, yeah, bowling like yeah. ever, like last year in the Ashes, like yeah. absolutely, England were terrified of yeah. him, like they just couldn't handle him at all. Like he backed them up, they were like defending the balls to the slips and stuff. It was ridiculous, like yeah, because um, you could see like you can, 
the, the game has progressed where that, that was such a big issue before now it's, it's now part it's, of the it's, game it's, like, yeah, it's yeah. like, like and Philip it's, Hughes had a weakness with dealing with bounces this is why the ball was bowled yeah. now how he ended up being killed like was so tragic and so unlucky but like the bowler, the bowler was doing his job this yeah. is it like, and no I don't think anyone's blaming the bowler no, no there's an awful lot of sympathy out there for the bowler as yeah. well because you can imagine what he's going through like yeah. he, he didn't didn't mean to do any damage no. to him he was trying to yeah it's an intimidation ball to bowl but yeah. it's it was never designed to do any damage and definitely not to to do what he did no. like, yeah and I think Michael Clark said he goes to Stuart Abbott he goes when you're ready to get back on the horse he goes I'll be down there riding in the nets with you like so yeah yeah it, it, it's going to be tough though like the next time he goes down and is he going to bowl like, is he like, bowl a bouncer is he going to take a bit of heat off it like which yeah. is, just makes him easier to hit like yeah. yeah I wonder you know is it up to who runs the cricket I don't know the cricket association but like that the ICC are the helmets enough like are they good enough do they need some padding he, he around was wear, he was wearing an older version of the helmet and they're saying Shown where the ball struck is that if he'd been wearing the new one, that it might have caught some of the guard. I don't know. I don't know. Like I think, like (sighs) where it struck wasn't protected anyway in the new guard. But they were saying that the light bit of the guard, I think, might have. Yeah, they were saying it might have deflected off the guard, like and and hit the corner of it. But like it's you're not like it's coming so fast. It could just bend the guard. Like it might. Yeah. Like well, you're talking like pushing 90 miles probably an hour 90 miles an hour they bowl it anyway like, yeah. I know Mitchell Johnson does so but you look at like like the guys are gonna like if you had to try to bring in a helmet that was covering the entire head even had shoulder pads in it or something the likes of those guys like Philip Hughes would have probably been one of the first to come out and go no that's stupid like I'm not gonna wear that yeah. so, like we've seen it in this country with the hurling like you know there was absolute uproar when they made it mandatory to wear helmets you know but now it's part of the game and it's it's a good part of the game Mm. but guys don't want to go over the top on safety either like it's it's you don't want to you need to be able to move yeah Yeah. you don't want to compromise this is is where we have product designers and people who do these things is to make to keep people safe to design them for the bodies you know we're at that stage where we're not just knocking around the balls in, in a field, you know. Yeah, it's like I don't know. Like I think you're just gonna get freak accidents. Yeah, like, I think you will. Happens, but like, when it happens, I mean, I think they have, and they should try and do something about it. At least, yeah, to, to look I think at they it. do. That yeah. responsibility. Yeah. Like, sort of yeah. like, <laughs> so, like we're looking at say, um, one of there was a cyclist, uh, Walter Routers, I think, who was coming down a descent, crashed his bike, hit a wall, died. Yeah. All right, tragedy. But but like, I think are, like can crash, you make it? crashing can you make your it bike is probably something that's quite likely to happen in cycling. Yeah, but like, was he? Like, are you talking about him? Like, do they need to develop more gear for him? Like to wear? They're, they're always gonna they're always gonna look at accidents and see what they could have done. Like we're looking at like there was a I think a three hundred ninety page report released today on your man Gilles Bianchi and yeah, it was yeah. so basically saying it was his fault. Well, of course they're gonna extent, say that. Like, but, they yeah. don't want to be. But yeah, but like they're always going to look and see what kind of safety measures they can put in place. You know, yeah. like, like taking a car off off the track while off the side of the track when everyone else is going. Maybe they'll get rid of that. So they will look at these things afterwards. But yeah, you can make it as safe as possible without restricting the game. And then you're still gonna, you're never gonna make it fully. Yeah. You know, people go out there. I think though, when risks, it comes so. to the things that you wear, I mean, there has to be, no. But you can't. You can't limit people's movement. Like cricket's well, that not one baseball. Says you're going to limit their like But this is why the helmet is designed the way it is, so that they do have free movement. Like, and they have free vision as well. Free so vision. Yeah. Seeing like, the balls is crucial. If you're, I mean, if if you're, all play, you're looking if you're for is, the, is a deflector, right? Do you know what I mean? It's not like you're putting on an extra, like whole layer that's going to encase your chin. And like I know they have the they have a grate on the front, do they? They do, yeah. Yeah, but I mean. This is what I'm going to say again. This is why we have product designers to build these things. But this things is what they've come up with. Until someone got killed by getting hit in the neck. Yeah, I don't like. I don't know where <laughs> they got. That's product designers are there to solve problems. Can it be done? I don't know. Like, well, I think it can. <laughs> yeah, like it, it. You'd have to look at it. Like, and it would take more than just saying, "Yeah, like we could cover that neck." Like, they would have to go and. Like work with cricket players and, and yeah, like the no, movements. This is what they, they do, do though. Like, you yeah. know, I'm sure there's sports 
like people who design sports wear you yeah. know and yeah. it's like the helmets and all this and I'm sure they put them through loads of tests and obviously sometimes it takes something like this they can't predict these things no and no. but when it happens maybe if they can't do it they can't but yeah. I think no, they like should it's try de- well it's definitely worth having a look at yeah. it and I think this is actually going to kind of lead us on to yeah. our next point yeah but like just the last one on that like I, I don't think I don't think anybody is saying though that like the cricket council are, or the the design that they had already is any way to blame for what happened. I think it's more no. a case of maybe we can improve it. Yeah, now it highlights a, a weak Maybe spot. this is a weakness that we didn't yeah, realise exactly. was there. Yeah, yeah. no, yeah. absolutely. But they have been. And they I, are I'm not blaming the conscious. helmets before that and whoever designed them, but what I'm saying is that now that we know, yeah. what can we do? What can we do? Yeah. Grand. Um, and I'm sure other bowlers are worried now as well. You know, I don't think it will probably stop other than um, Stuart. Was, Stuart Abbott. Yeah. yeah. Um, obviously, he's going to be very worried. But, I mean, you do one or the other, improve safety or change the bowling. Yeah. It's such a freak accident. I don't think people, like, it, it'll obviously be in their minds like, yeah. now. But I yeah. think when you go back to playing the game, like, the, the odds of that happening are so minuscule. Yeah. It's not going to actually affect most bowlers. Obviously, like you said, Abbott is a different story. He's the one who bowled it. And any probably anyone who's playing that match and seen it, um, it's gonna affect yeah. them as well, you know. But yeah. um, it's there. It's not something I'd, I'd. I wouldn't like to see them get rid of yeah. that 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 bouncer ball because of it. Like, yeah. But um, yeah, moving on. So yeah, on to sort of uh, having a look at things. Um, Paul Kimmage was on Today FM just before we came out, and he's written two articles over the past um, the past two weeks in the Sunday Independent regarding drugs uh, in rugby and not necessarily just drugs it was more it was about supplements as well he was referring to a French prop who said that doping was widespread and I think it was regard, there was a, a person from L'Equipe in France who had said that the Omerta within rugby is twice as bad as the Omerta was within cycling and what I mean by the Omerta is don't say a word basically yeah, yeah. and yeah I think we were briefly spoke about this earlier before we got here but it was um it's a culture shift that really is it's a lifestyle of like you're saying you have to be this big and you have to be this fast or you're not going to be on the team you have to be able to do this and they're priming they're pushing kids early on to take supplements and to do this so when they're when they're done with that when the supplements aren't doing nothing for them anymore they're they're naturally going to move on to something else yeah like like 13 year old kids in the gym three mornings a week is insane no, no that's not normal <laughs> and, that's, and that's like that's not including their actual training their rugby training like, so. yeah it's weights and yeah um, like, I would say on that on it like um, just like I suppose we don't there hasn't actually been any there is no there's no proof or evidence at the moment only well only what yeah. came out regarding the French fella who was talking about um, sort of doctors that had worked in between cycling and rugby mm. which and doctors who were who were dirty um, the Argent I think no the, the Argentinian rugby team was kind of brought up in 2007 gonna, you're going to get us into another legal case there, yeah? <laughs> no no listen just nothing like, nothing's been proven and Felipe, Felipe Cantabomi was speaking about it and he said oh I didn't know anything and then it was but you know Alan and he was like, oh, Alan, yeah, I think he worked with a couple of the guys. Whereas the information they've been given was that he'd been working with the entire team. Now, of course, this is the tournament where Argentina finished third or something, and Ireland were absolutely rubbish. I know yeah. O'Gara tweeted about it, saying that he was up all night thinking. Now, at the same time, Argentina could have been woeful, but they still would have beaten Ireland in that yeah. tournament. They were so bad. But I think there was talks of working, working with Pau like the club Pau in France and he was working with some of the French guys and some of the Argentinian guys so like this could, he's talking what could be potentially a minefield like an absolute minefield of drugs information mm. but he was also talking about supplements like creatine with like kids in school like supplements of kids in school it's wrong like yeah. you look at the rugby players nowadays like they're so they're monsters that, that's what I was just going to say like comparing when, when we kind of when we were first coming through in sport and you looked at rugby players like starting even off with the backs like in for Ireland you had players like Stephen Gagan and Eric Elwood like Simon Gagan Simon Gagan yeah sorry, sorry. Um, Simon Gagan and Eric Elwood like guys of that kind of stature would get absolutely destroyed today like they wouldn't last yeah. five minutes on a rugby pitch today yeah. 
But even looking at the forwards, I was only thinking there, like like Keith Wood, if you actually stood him beside Keane Healy and like the build on Keane Healy and the actual, the, the, the like Woods was a big man, yeah. but he was never as built as Keane Healy is. Like he doesn't have to, he didn't have to take no, no. the actual hits that those guys are taking. Like the, it's just getting bigger and bigger, mm. and it, like Wales are probably the biggest components of it. Like they they use backs that they just tried to run over people. Like they were yeah. quick yeah. as well, but. They were so big, and like maybe John Loma was even one of the first. But it's getting to that stage where it's just teams just want to go bigger and bigger and bigger yeah. and stronger. And like, John Loma actually probably would have been nearly small compared to some of the backs yeah. these days. Like, yeah, they are monsters. You wonder how the likes of like say O'Driscoll or O'Gara can stop a forward coming through, and they can stop them. Yeah. they're not just stopping them; they're holding guys up, and they're they're creating malls and everything. Ronan O'Gara never stopped anyone. Well, like maybe Ronan O'Gara. <laughs> Sexton maybe is Sexton, a better example. Yeah. Um, O'Gara was a little bit weak, maybe in his defending, but they no, must it, be doing something. Some actually, they're doing some serious training to be able yeah. to to take those guys down. Do you know what I mean? It's just yeah. it's a mismatch. Do you know like actually, they should be able to run over them. Going back to the O'Gara thing, was that O'Gara's technique was never really bad. It was just that he wasn't as big, big as yeah. Fast. Like, yeah, and he was ne- he wasn't able to put on the weight like that the other guys were. And yeah. when he was doing the work in the gym, I know he didn't like it, but like he he still like even when he was doing it, like it just w- wouldn't come on to him. Like, yeah, so it was just. Size difference. He was like, too small for the, the good current game. Yeah, yeah like, there. you see, but like, like Leinster matches now, they're Leinster, probably like. pumping him full of the the supplements and all much younger. Yeah. you know, so if he was coming through now, look at Jack McGrath. Like, he's incredible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolute monster. Yeah, but that, <laughs> that's like it's 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 where it's going to. Like it, it's if you start giving kids supplements when they're thirteen, it can only go one way. Yeah, and I don't know whether it, like, like maybe unless there's it, an actual medical reason that they're deficient in yeah. whatever. Yeah, like yeah, like like we were saying there, like looking at those players, like looking at Jack McGrath, like Keane Healy. If you're a kid now though, like if you're coming up and you're a good player, yeah. fourteen, fifteen, even, you're looking at guys that size. You're kind of thinking to yourself, I'm going to have to do something yeah, to get there because yeah. like you're, kind of, and that's when things like this start to creep in. They start to go right. Well, like the only way I'm going to get there, yeah. like someone offers them something, goes this a lad. But like that, last, especially you know I mean? with boys and teenagers, like they they grow at different stages, mm. you know. So Ian's hasn't kicked in quite yet. Yours kicked in too much. <laughs> the wrong direction. Yeah. Um, yeah, good prop forward there. <laughs> but like that, they're p- probably pushing them too early. They're not letting their bodies develop naturally, yeah. and they're trying to build on too yeah. much at the wrong stages. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like the sport, like the players, rugby union players. A rugby union in the UK has the highest amount of doping bans out of any sport. Yeah. Which is, like, incredible. Yeah. You yeah, don't I, hear that much about it either. No. They're very kind of... They're, they are good at, at ruling it, though, you know. It's very iron fist in rugby. Yeah. Like, they, yeah. if they catch someone, that's it, they're gone. I think uh, Craig Chalmers' son, Sam Chalmers, I think, is suspended at the moment. Um, he had a... Like, he was caught doping it. But, again, like, again it, all comes, it, players, it all comes back to, like... I don't know how I don't know what the, what the testing procedures are like in rugby, but like if the demand is there for you to be bigger, like people people will we'll do find it. Certain a people way. will do it. Like, yeah, yeah, and it, whatever it takes. Like yeah. Okay, I know. think we better move on. Yeah. Out of time. Yeah, heroes and villains. Your heroes and villains. Uh, I'll go first. Right? Yeah, take it away. Um, I'll start with my hero. I think she was my hero a few weeks ago. Um, Stephanie Roach. I think she was. I think we spoke about her anyway. We definitely spoke about her. Um, yeah. It's great news. She's made the top three in the Puskas. Yeah. Can I say that properly? Yeah. Puskas Award. Puskas Award. It's a cracker um, of a goal. He looks actually, a bit lucky, to be honest. You're only saying that <laughs> now. No, just no. coming back to Robbie Keane, he's actually catching up on Puskas' record. <laughs> There's another attention top score. <laughs> um, he's in the same bracket as Stephen Hunt. Um, um, but go on, sorry. No, and she's had a couple of videos you know saying you know, thanks for voting for me and all she seems really down to earth really nice she's just she's saying she's just delighted to be going to the awards yeah. but I definitely think she, whether she wins it or not she's definitely come out on top you know, she's, I think she got a pro- professional, contract, professional in contract in France yeah, yeah. So, I mean like on the back of one Jamie go she is a great player it's her shin it's her shin yeah Luke that's it that's Luke is definitely a shin shot it went in I have to say I like I can't stop watching yeah. the goal. Like even though it's it's not the best, it's not the best picture. Like do you know what I mean? Yeah. But it, like I think it is the best goal out of them. Yeah. Oh like, no, I think it is, and we're not just saying that. Yeah. yeah. Just three, three in the like 
three taps in the air and yeah. then uh, into the goal. Just but um, now it was like it's an incredible piece of skill and she definitely deserves it and yeah. it's not jammy. <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I think we're no. joking about that. Yeah. It was it's some talented goal. Like you, you can't know, possibly do, tried. <laughs> you can't possibly do that with luck. Like it's one touch, then over the defender and then straight in the top corner. It's, yeah. Yeah. No. it's class. It's class. Yeah, you're getting away with that one. <laughs> yeah. So you can still you can vote the voting's back open so Go and vote, and like I said, use your different browsers. You can vote <laughs> <Yeah>. twice. <laughs> vote on your computer, on your phone, on your iPad. Really they all count. Now, yeah. yeah, she deserves so it. She does deserve it. Yeah, and, absolutely. And like whether she wins it or not, I think she is the winner of of that. Yeah. I mean, the attention she's got and the recognition, she's well deserved. I yeah. don't think Van Persie's goal is that good. No, right. so he's probably scored better ones last year for you yeah. know. Rodriguez goal is good. Yeah, it is good, but it's no, no Stephanie Roach. No, and that's um, like just like. Looking at it for a minute, like trying to be neutral. Yeah. So, so talking about pure scale and moving on to pure theatrics. <laughs> theatrics, thanks. Um, the there was two incidents. Well, one incident of diving by Adri- Adrian. 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 <laughs> <laughs> that that's what it was like. It's like, it's like he was punched <laughs> yeah. by Rocky. There's domestic abuse yeah. for you. <laughs> so I thought he was caught. To be honest. Uh, <laughs> It looked like it was a bad foul. Um, uh, he looked hurt to me. It's not. It's like it's the bit where he's the bit where he's like a fish time. out of water yeah. or something. Um, it was just a ridiculous dive. Yeah. And there was another one. I can't remember the fella's name now. It was from La Liga, I think. And it was a, a small disagreement going on between two players. And one fella, I think, kind of just went right. Will you just? leave me alone and just gave him a little nudge in the shoulder and your man grabs his eye and starts going ah you know as if he's got hit in the eye and uh, it was just both of them were just completely ridiculous and like it annoys me that these fellas get paid so much for throwing themselves around you know I think they have brought in stuff about diving haven't they very loosely it's never applied it's It's never applied but I think they need to do something about it it's ridiculous yeah I like, just want to point out there was almost some domestic abuse there as you were uh, no, I was just showing, the example. I was just showing the tap I could see the him holding his arm after yeah. you, after uh, you. I'm getting on to the NFL yeah, <laughs> yeah I'll be getting barred now uh, no uh, it was just it is it's a yeah. part of the game now like it's just it's and it's a horrible part of the game but yeah but they need to do something better they yes, do it uh, needs to be stricter uh, it was ridiculous Adrian I wish somebody actually did have a rifle next time just to take him out it's <laughs> yeah. ridiculous if I was his manager I'd take him off yeah yeah I'd no I'd ban him I'd, yeah. I'd like suspend him for a couple of games yeah. but I'm not having that you look like yeah. a clown yeah yeah okay Ian are you down um, my hero is Michael Clark, who I think that's fairly Straightforward gave a fantastic eulogy today at uh, at uh, Phil Hughes's funeral. Yeah, talking about that they push on through tea and the next time you see him, it'd be out in the middle and yeah, all stuff like that. And so uh, he oh, was, was, he really, was choked up and yeah. fair play to it him. It was really honest, kind of down yeah. to earth. And I think over the past week, like he's done so much, like he's been at every press conference he gave. The first press yeah. conference after he died, on gave read a statement on behalf of the family. It was a Paul Bearer today, along with Aaron Finch, who's the one day captain, I think, or the I think he's the one day captain or the T twenty captain. But um it's yeah, I know it's like an incredibly tough time and I don't know how they're gonna go back. But uh, yeah, fair play to him. I think couldn't we as much as I like to argue with your your, your picks, I couldn't really argue with start. that. Let's <laughs> um, try your villain then. Ne- huh? One, go ahead. Yeah, uh, John Delaney, who, <laughs> <laughs> who, well, apart from singing nationalist songs, which to be honest with you doesn't really bother me. You can do whatever he wants, but it's just this whole sort of trying to manage the media at the moment. Like there's a story in the Independent about. I don't know who your man who wrote it, but he was there going, yeah, I set them up, your man, and they went on the Brendan O'Connor show and telling them how, like, how intense their relationship is. Was he, and, was like, he the one saying, oh, when someone disrespects your woman, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, and you can't yeah, do anything about it. Woman, yeah, if ever <laughs> like, I'm sure man. your woman can stand up for herself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's more chance than Delaney. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Here, come on, John, catch me, catch yeah. me, come on. <laughs> Waddling around the place. <laughs> um, yeah, like, uh, to be honest, like John Delaney, I've, I've heard from people like who've met him that he's actually dead sound, but he just comes across like as a fool mm-hmm. in the media. And, like, it's such a bad... 
representation of for the FAI at a time when they've already made a mess of the ticketing for the Scotland match to have him doing this like and it looks bad across Europe when the F, when the vice president of FIFA is from Northern Ireland and obviously he wouldn't be too keen on the nationalist songs um yeah, I'd like to. I'd like to argue with that again, but I really don't like that fella. Um, <laughs> he's he, yeah, he's a real like. I think you you wrote in your article like he's real. He's he's out to promote himself. Brutal like, singer. There's no need to hear about him. Yeah. He should be running the organization in the background. Yeah. And he's the only time you should hear about him if is if Ireland is a success or failure. But he's constantly he's in the me, media, me, like, me. and he's yeah. he's creating stories about himself. You know, he's a bit like Robbie yeah. Keane. No, Roy. I think you're talking. About. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, I'll, I'll I'll give you that one. Thanks. Um, moving on, my hero is um, Laura Wareham, who plays in goal for Newcastle. Most people probably haven't heard of her, but um, she broke her neck. It was suspected broken neck in a match the other day, and she actually played on for about five or six minutes. Now hold on, did she actually break it? Or but she obviously was didn't it strained? Like, are we talking neck. like Smiley stuff here, where there's helicopters <laughs> coming down to the pitch? <laughs> no, it's definitely not like Smiley. Now there was a proper like she collapsed twice after being taken off. Like, but oh, she she actually tried to play on. It was only when she tried to kick out the ball the next time she got a pain under her uh, under her rib. She actually made a save, made two saves, I think, and then she made uh, she had pains under. So her what, ribs. what like what was the incident? She clashed with one of her own defenders okay. early on in the game, but and then I don't. Like, did she just fall and get back up and said she was okay? Or they, there was medical attention, and everything, but they thought she was okay. And, yeah. And she thought she was okay, and she refused to go off. But like when she she played on, yeah, a bit like we were talking about a concussion and that. Yeah, well, this is this is completely different. Yeah. Really, well, yeah. If someone says they're if the doctor okay, makes a call, yeah. If they if they say they're okay, it doesn't mean they're okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah if they're concussed, yeah. it's fair enough because you, you can't really give correct responses. Yeah. But in that case she knew what was going on she thought she was okay but yeah. I thought it was still brave like she was obviously hurt yeah, you know, she, yeah, no. to be honest with you, I'd actually planned of shooting this one down but um, yeah. the fact that she made saves and yeah. stuff means that I can't really no yeah. she's a hero in my book yeah. I don't oh, well, I, we, I think if she, if she knew she was injured yeah but yeah, but, but you don't know whether it's still it's quite brave. Like, yeah, you know, no, it so is. It's slight muscle strain, right? Yeah, no, it's no, but, but you know, it could have it could have ended up a lot worse, and then there'd she's be no, she's no Adrian. Well, yeah. she's no Adrian, no. She's no Adrian. Probably Adrian that didn't actually break his back doing that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably more of a chance of getting injured yeah. doing it. But um, go I'll go with villain. my villain. I was going to go with uh, Stephen Hunt because he kind of annoyed me with his comments, but I'm actually going to go for bring Ian. it on, yeah. bring it on. Ian's my villain for the week because. I wasn't here last week and he threw out their straight away I'm saying no he, he threw out the ridiculous statement of Brendan Rodgers as a villain and already within <laughs> within seven days Rodgers make complete shambles of him by winning two league matches and like putting himself in a position to get through the Champions League right. group as well. hold on a draw. second before you go any further with this slant on my character <laughs> Dave should have should have nailed I'm on with Anto one. here yeah. <laughs> yeah. Two, two against one yeah. this uh, villain gets past no him. no hold on hold on <laughs> Brendan Rodgers came out in the interview last night and, and said after podcast, said, yeah, exactly <laughs> Ian Fagan is a genius <laughs> what he actually said was that he goes after the Crystal Palace game that he realised they couldn't play like that anymore and so he changed it but your your whole criticism last week was that he couldn't understand what was going wrong. He obviously had understood at that stage what was going wrong and was changing it. But it he was hadn't in the process shown, he hadn't shown it. any inkling. Oh, but you, I reckon the only reason he's changed it is because Balotelli's injured. But and he, he has to, and he's forced to play Lambert. He hasn't really changed a whole lot. Like they're still playing the same way. He's just he brought in Lucas. But he has to play. The, he, like his whole talk was that he has to play a defensive midfielder now because listen, he Switzerland doesn't have, <laughs> he doesn't have the pace up front. So all I'm saying is you're the villain because Rodgers. <laughs> Absolute With, nonsense. Within seven days, he'd won two league games and he'd made a mockery of your villain last week. I'm it's only because he listened to me. I'm, I'm going to agree with Anto. Yeah, two to one. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm not having that. Sorry, Ian. Okay, you, can bring, you can bring it back next week. I'm bringing it to a tribunal. Great. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> okay, uh, we've been to Dugout. .ie. This is the Views from the Dugout podcast. You can get us at the Dugout Dublin on Twitter and on Facebook. So that's all for me, Orla. It's all for me, Ian. Thanks. And me, Anthony. I'm not the villain. <laughs> <laughs>